trust is a crucial component to any relationship. If you don't trust someone, then you can't connect. You can't work together. You can't grow and appreciate one another. We focus so much on trusting those around us that we rarely see the mistrust we have with ourselves. I talk a lot about the fact that we control what we do not trust. We orchestrate. We create rules. We dictate situations where we do not trust. Where are we doing that in our own life? Where are we creating disorder to keep order? In this episode, I talk about how I have come to a place of overcoming my disorder around food and now how I'm using the same process to trust myself and universe around money so that I can live more fully in my life with peace of mind. I give you four questions to identify your mistrust and four steps to regain it again. Let's go. here this time, I did an episode. It's actually episode number 35 called The Summer of Independence. And if anyone has kind of followed along on my journey, last summer was a turning point for us in our household, or at least it was for me, on the concept that I came to the realization that, A, first of all, I think I had had the revelation, my entire motherhood that I was doing so much for my children and I didn't understand why they weren't stepping up. Why couldn't they do these things themselves? And it was at the beginning of last summer, which is exactly where we are now one year later, when I came to the realization that I had never given them the opportunity to step up because I controlled everything. And in that episode, I talk about the fact that we control what we do not trust, which is a concept that I had learned from reading the book of joy, which I've noted before within the podcast is a must read and put it on your list. But in that concept, it was like, I was being hit over the head of like, I had rules for all of their bedtimes, their screen time, what they could eat, when they could eat, what they were doing, how they were doing it. I kind of controlled the narrative in our house and the fact that, you know, My husband and I have very different parenting styles, and so I was always trying to protect them from him. I didn't want him to be upset with them, and so thus I would get in the middle of everything. I was a hot, hot freaking mess. But here's this thing. It started small, and it started with the best intentions, but it then had perpetuated for so long that I did not realize what was actually being prevented by doing so much control, okay? So you could listen to that whole episode and I get into all of that there. But we had this like 
long story short, in that regard, I let go. And they had no choice but to kind of step up. And they had the ability and actually the enthusiasm to do it. I just needed to stay the heck out of it. So now, a year later, or actually this was a couple of months ago, a friend of mine had gone to a Tony Robbins conference and was kind of recounting all the things that they had learned. And one of the things that he said that was just a simple, tiny little thing, again, hit me in the head, which is, do you trust yourself? Because if you do not trust yourself, how can you trust anyone else? And I realized that there is so much within my own life that I am controlling because I did not have trust in myself to do without control, okay? I got several. So, but let's just use this one, the first one that I kind of came to the other side. And so... Similar to my kids, what is it that I do not trust? I don't trust them to do the things the way that I would do them. Empty the dishwasher, load the dishwasher, do their chores, take a shower, go to bed, so on and so forth. For me, I don't trust my, or I did not trust myself with food, and so I had created a million rules, a million. I ate this for breakfast, this for lunch, this for dinner. I ate it this time with this many intervals. I weighed, I measured, I, there were foods that were completely off, off limits. I, I would, in the angst around that was that if I was all good, as long as I could stay within the rules, if I could just control the rules and all would be well, and thus I wouldn't binge. That was my, that was my worry. Okay. You know, my background, I was put in a weight loss program when I was 11. And in concept, my family did not trust me to make good decisions. And so thus I learned to stay within the rules. If I just stay within the rules, then all will be well, everyone will be happy, so on and so forth. And over time, I created more and more and more rules. Now, did a lot of those rules finally bring me to losing weight? Absolutely. But I realized now, a few months ago, that I'm three years into what we're referred to as maintenance. And I had more rules than ever, but I was gaining weight. So this is where my revelation was last summer, is that I have all these rules, but no one's doing what they're supposed to doing. It's not working. And I realized with myself 
I don't trust myself. And so thus I have all these rules and I'm so anxious that I'm going to go off the rails that when something happens, I have to eat at someone's house or we're going out to dinner or I have a meeting or so forth. The anxiety around that, the angst around that was overwhelming to the point that it would then make me binge. It would give me that excuse to just like go off the rails and realized that it wasn't that I was eating a banana or a sweet potato, or we've talked about this in other episodes. It wasn't about the food. It was about this restrict, 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 rules, 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 let down my guard. I go off the rails. And what this was causing was me to turn down invitations, to restrict where we could go if we were going out as a family. I was saying no to so many things because I had to stay within the rules because I didn't trust myself to do any different. And to let go, to bring that awareness to, oh my gosh, I am living a disordered life due to all of this need to control because I don't trust myself. Well, what the hell kind of life is that? Do I really want to be a slave to food or to anything, guys? This this is a concept of where do you not trust yourself? Do you not trust yourself with food? Do you not trust yourself with money? Do you not trust yourself in relationships? Do you not trust yourself shopping? I really don't trust myself in Target, but that's probably a podcast for another day. So I had to realize that I needed to build trust with myself. And I looked back at how I built trust with my kids. And the first was to have an open line of com- communication with them. You guys, these this is what is important to me. This is why it's important to me. And I don't need to tell you when, where, how, and how often, but these things need to happen, you know. You need to brush your teeth. You need to make your bed. You need to be a good human. You need to be responsible when you leave this house. But how you do it, you do you. To have that conversation with myself of how I want to live my life and how I want to feel in my life to say to myself, this is what's important to me and this is why it's important is much harder than doing it with someone else because our inner dialogue with ourselves is critical. We only see the negative. We can refer to a past episode all on affirmations that was like two or three weeks ago when I was talking about looking at ourselves in the mirror and in photos and loving what we see. It's hard. We have been trained and conditioned 
to only see where we're falling down and not celebrating where we are stepping up and excelling in our lives. But that is how we build trust. We build trust with others by giving them the opportunity in small steps and let them respond and try and fail. Last year, when everyone needed to start loading the dishwasher, everything was wonky. It was like at angles, facing the wrong way, so on and so forth. And I'll be honest, it's not much better now, but it's inside of the dishwasher, okay? They're it's winning. It's in there. It's They're getting it done. And I'll take that. And as we go, they will get better. So when I see a plate all wonky, I don't have to bring them down and berate them that this is not the right way and so forth. I straighten it up because I still, it's important to me. But I let it go because I know they're trying and I know that they will get better over time. Now look to ourselves. Every time we do something that, again, if it's in the food situation, when I eat something that wasn't probably my best choice, before I would follow it with 17 other poor choices because I've already ruined the day. So I might as well just go whole, whole hog. I was, I really don't like that in any case. I would fall off the wagon. So that was a pattern. First, there's the pattern in my head of having negative conversation and telling myself that I don't trust myself and I need to control the situation and so forth. Stop that. Then go to every time I would kind of put a plate kind of into my life in a wonky way, I would then like, I can't do this. I'm I'm miserable. I I never can do this. I am never going to be able to do this. This is why I need to control the situation. I can't be trusted. But I wouldn't do that to someone else. Why am I doing that to myself? So it was a series of trial and error and trial and error and understanding when I could make a decision for myself and own it and not let it make me spiral out of control. I always used to say, she can eat a cupcake and move on with her day. I I can't do that. I eat a cupcake and I'll eat six. That was part of that limiting belief because I didn't trust myself. So it's better just to control, like let's not have any cupcakes. And then I don't ever have to worry about having six cupcakes. And there is the concept in kind of a food addiction model that if you can't have one, then you have to have none. But I also think that mentality is only playing into this distrust. And that's kind of, I played that game for two years and that also works against me. Accountability to myself. I'm really good at being an account 
accountability partner to others. I have accountability partners and so forth, but I'm still had to learn to be accountable to myself. I had to work in consistency. I had to stop. And before I didn't make all the food at one time, it's like actually listening to myself. Am I actually hungry? For someone who has controlled their intake for years, it had never been about hunger. It was, this is the food that I have, I have deserve. I'm going to count out every last morsel and I'm going to eat every last bit. I am a like big card carrying member of the Clean Your Plate Club. To not now, months later, weigh anything, measure anything. There's no rules. There is guidelines clearly around just healthy eating and so forth, but there is nothing that I cannot have. And thus, the peace around that of just being able to be is like a big sigh of relief. And it's not perfect. It's about consistency. It's about intuition and trust. It really, that is, that is the trust piece of knowing that I'm not going to go off the rails. I'm not. And even if I make poor decisions one day, it's okay. The next day I will be fine. I have been actually kind of eating in this way since January 1st, and I've only had four or five days in six months. where I would say, nope, Janessa, that was was not a good day. And where I used to have a habit tracker where it said that I stayed bright, which means that I didn't eat flour and sugar, I weighed and measured, and I committed to my food and so forth. Now my habit tracker is, did I love myself today? And if I can see my day as it was, accept the decisions I made, and not have spiraled into disarray, I've loved myself today. And now, as I go into the summer, I am letting go of a client that I've had for, well, I've had them for 20 years but I've worked in a contract situation with them for the last 13 years and get a monthly, I get a monthly contract amount and I have held on to that longer than I have loved the work because there's this fear of losing that income and not trusting myself or universe that I will be able to not only replace it, but be able to grow abundance in that area. And so six months into this, okay, I need to trust myself. I'm now looking at this situation the same way. 
and the fact of what what do I not trust? I don't trust that I'm going to be able to make enough money doing the work that I love. And what is that? What is the angst? What is what is the worry there? I've started last week. We talked about distractions. As the days come closer, June 30th is my last day. I've started like it's almost a panic of like, oh, my gosh, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? The other day I got an email for a position for a to apply for a position as a professor at a local community college. I know I'd be awesome at it. I've taught on the college level for many different years in different programs. And, and I was like, oh, there you go. I could do that. And then that way, that's that security blanket. That's the, if I just have that, and this is where this comes into this distraction. Do I want to be a professor? Is that part of the new direction that I want to go in? No. I'm creating a distraction to keep me safe. And that is a hard, that's when I started realizing, like seeing this similarly to seeing the food situation, of thinking that I don't trust that income will come. And for those who work in this area that I do, as far as manifesting and positivity and kind of how the universe works, is that the more that I distrust, the less that is going to come. And so kind of like, what were my rules? These are the things that I can spend money on. I need to hold on to this. I can't have nice things. Everything has to be um, secondhand. There's stores that I will never think about going into because those are too expensive. I There are services that I would like to have for my business, but that costs money. So how's the how can I get around that without having to pay for that? So on and so forth. These are incredible, huge red flags and rules and control. And for me to move forward into the next phase of Janessa doing the work that she loves all day, every day, serving the world in the way that she wants to show up. Yes, I'm talking about myself in third person. I need to trust myself and I need to trust that the work that I do is of value and that there are women out there who want to pay for it. And this is where I want you to look at this week in your own life. What do you not trust within yourself? What is the angst? Where do you feel it? What is happening? What are the rules then that you have created to keep that at bay? And what is it keeping you? All of these things started in keeping us safe. There was a reason we started this. But now what is it keeping us from being able to have in our life? For my children, It was, I was keeping them from being able to develop as young men who are responsible and capable in this world. 
around food, I was keeping myself from being able to experience life without worrying about where I was going to put the next thing in my mouth. And now, around money, I am keeping myself from truly exploring and establishing the value that I bring to the world. So what is this keeping you from doing? What is possible if you then have an open line of communication with yourself? Start listening to your intuition and being accountable to yourself. What's possible if you could create consistency instead of rules? And what is possible if you could forgive, learn, reset, and go to the next day? Baby steps by baby steps. You guys, I'm taking the next eight or nine weeks off. I'm closing out this this client engagement. I'm going on vacation. I'll still be around, but the podcast will have a pause until September. As I trust universe and work on my own consistency, my own message, and my value... And I'm going to see you on the other side. And in the meantime, catch up on the podcast. There's so many topics and so forth that you can use this summer so that you come out in September, a whole new you as well. I hope you have an amazing, amazing summer.